Daddy, you're a naughty boy. These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not that blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and, well, the love, of course. <laughs> Derek Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. <laughs> Hey folks, this is us, this is Hang On To Your Hat, uh, the uh, Fatherhood Podcast, the Fatherhood Podcast, where episode three or something, where we're, we're, we're into the new on. season. Cranking on. Cranking on. How excitement. It's all so, so full of possibility and potential and therapy. We may actually be able to cope with our fatherhood. Yeah, if do we, a podcast, best coping mechanism ever. <laughs> yeah. So much cheaper than uh, yeah. actual psychiatry. Ignore your kids. Go and <laughs> sit in a room. <laughs> the kids are in, uh, yeah, the kids are in a babysitter. And when when child services come to you, you say, well, it was for their benefit. Yeah, exactly. But I left them in the car while I did a podcast. So, yeah. We're, we're, we're Sean today? To, we've got Sean Whelan. We've got Sean. We had a great chat with Sean Whelan. Yeah, we did. And he's, uh, as you know, from, I'm surprised you're not plugging it already. Sean does a podcast here at Castaway Studios as well, More Than a Wheel. And more Than It's Fantastic. So we thought we'll get him in here. Bringing poetry know, to the- To the masses. To the masses. To the oodled masses. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, so, and, and that was great. And he, he talked about a bunch of things, didn't he? Uh, but he talked mainly about his old man, about being a son to a father, that he, yeah. he lost yeah. his father quite early. Yeah, uh, and he also talked about being a, a donor. Yeah, but uh, it makes you think, doesn't it? That that the you know you don't take it for granted as such. But how many pairs of people sitting in a room at our age, mm. or your age and my age, who have still got living, living, breathing fathers? Yeah, it's not that it's not that common. Where it's the zone. Mm. Um, and it makes you kind of, re- I guess, consider they're, they're not going to do any more fathering to you. No. Are they? No. Well, this they, yeah. you, you wouldn't think so well, unless they le- lend you a hundred grand or something <laughs> yeah. so you can buy a, a caravan. Well, they're well <laughs> embedded in grandparenting hopefully by this stage. Yeah, and as yeah, we well know, that grandchildren are like crack to grandparents yeah. or, or if, you're, if you're lucky, if, if your parents are interested in your kids, and it's not always the case. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine are, mine are, mine were in the zone, in the good grandparenting zone for my brother's kids. So they're right. 22, 20, 21, 23 or something like that. Wow. And they're it, adults. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When, when you're asked to make uh, Aperol spritzes at, uh, at your niece's birthday party, you know, <laughs> you better hope they're adults. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah, they kind of got that out of their system, and I think they got a sense of frustration. Yeah, when at, when they were old and a bit too scared to drive to Preston, right? They were, you know, they knew the drive to Campbell to my brother's place well and truly off by heart, and I think they got a bit frust- get a bit got a bit frustrated, and that they didn't 
they weren't doing the full Monty grandparent right. thing yeah. with my with my kids. But there's got to be but a that's life. I mean, they're yeah. old. I'm old. And with people having kids a bit older these days, um, yeah. it means you the, the parents are a lot older. And and I you know I wonder about what they're. I know I feel like some of my our uh, grandparents in our family. Um, oh, look, they love it. They all love it. But I wonder if. You know, at what point are they getting a bit too old and should be allowed to have their life and not have to be looking after kids and doing stuff like that? We don't lean on them too heavily or anything, yeah. but but I hope they don't feel too much obligation under pressure because there's no doubt that as you get older, it does get – our parents are in their 70s, so they're, they're getting old enough to, for it to be a little bit difficult to do certain stuff with the kids, mm. like certain bending down or putting in cars if people have got bad backs or things like that. So at what point do we sort of have to say to them, look, you know, you know, you don't have to do all this stuff. Without them getting paranoid uh, that you're right. going, oh, you're trying to you're too old. keep the kids from me. You're too old. Yeah, you're too old. It's tricky. Certainly Who do you stand up for in the tram? What do you mean? You know, you're in the tram. You go, oh, should I stand up for this oh, old lady? And you go, well, yeah, if she's only are... fucking 60, <laughs> she gets, slaps me. Or is it just in bad nick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean. It's yeah. tricky. And then you've got other factors, not just them being physically too old to handle small children. And they do have to go after them. Like there's no good having an 82-year-old woman mm. who's going to, there's nothing they can do to stop her. Oh, I guess when my... When my kids were in full runaway, two-year-old, three-year-old yeah. mode, you know, my parents were in their mid seventies, so or, or even late seventies. Yeah. So there's no, they don't they physically cannot run right. after a two-year-old. No, but they, they might will just try to. Clap. That's the thing. They yeah, might, then, out of out of a sense of ex- they definitely love would try to and obligation. It's like at what and point do you take the car keys away? Yeah, you know, yeah. when my grandmother started confusing the brake and accelerator. Yeah. It was like you're going to kill someone. Yeah. But once you take those keys away, it represents – well, that's it's, they're never coming back. Mm. So it's a big signifier of, you know, the beginning of the, the end or the, you know, having to let go of, of the, all this stuff that you've taken for granted forever. So it's a hard one. Yeah. And late parenting can double up. And this is another oh, thing yes. to look to look at. You, yeah, right. Uh, I've, I've all, not only sown the seed of my kids having to deal with me being just a bit of an old fart – when they're 18 and stuff and not going out to bars with me or whatever. Yeah. I've also sowed the seed of the of of them if they if it's a it's an ongoing sort of fashion or whatever and they breed late mm-hmm. then I don't get to even see my grandkids right. for a start. Exactly. I've that, thought about not, that. Not even possible. Yeah. So so you're actually cashing in while you're living your life and going so that means oh, I lot- could be an older dad it doesn't matter. You're actually cashing in. Your grandparenthood. Right. It's You're gone. cashing in your grandparenthood, which means a generation kind of gets skipped, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is weird. So you have to yeah. kind of, you have to sort of lobby for your kids to be careless with contraception <laughs> when, yeah. they're, when they're late teens. It doesn't <laughs> mean there's been a generation that, that's been, yes. that miss, is missed. Exactly. Yeah. Does that mean there's more money it's to go like around? That, it's like February. But maybe that means Fucking February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ripped off. So what else? Uh, we, we, so we spoke to Sean and, uh, that was great, but we got to just before we go on to Sean. Mm. I'd like to because it's fascinating. You're going to love this, um, but I'd like to just have our segment: uh, Good Dad, Bad Dad. I just made <laughs> sorry. I just made that name up that segment. But uh, what any great fathering you've done just recently? 
Any great fathering? I, I can't. Um, we we should have thought thought about this before. Well, I know <laughs> that there's peace at the moment. It's not too crazy, because one little thing can knock out everything, right? So the baby is not screaming for two hours when we put her down at the moment. So so it means that the evening runs much more smoothly, which mm. means we get more sleep, which means everything else sort of falls into place a bit. Can I give you your your? Can I give you your one? Yeah. Does that spoil it or do you have to know, do you have to be self-aware about no, what? No, whatever. Well, the, uh, on observation, yeah. the process you've gone, the process you're putting your tortured mind through mm. because of, you know, the dealing with is already put you in the top 1% of of Because <laughs> I give a shit. Because you give a shit about mm. how you're feeling and how you're going to process it yeah. and you're taking active steps whether it's just telling everyone on the podcast or having a chat to your your father-in-law or and whatever I'm, it's it's it's, yeah. it's huge it's it's such a big difference well i want to do it right you know i want to at least yeah i don't want to i don't want to just be a reactive parent i don't want to i want to know why i'm doing stuff at least i don't have to be perfect but i want to know what i'm doing i don't want to just react to everything and and it be a kind of roulette situation as to yeah. how, how I respond. Mm. And I've also got a history of self sort of a, a, an analysis and self-improvement having gotten sober. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, the, I think I, I the f- when I had to get sober sort of 10 years ago, that involved a lot, a, a long period of necessary sort of personal um, inventory and, and uh, looking at my behavior and what, what, what about that? It's taking responsibility for it too, not blaming anyone else. So I'm kind of fairly well versed in the, the importance of that. that. That humility and focusing on your yeah. your part in it is going to really help. And then I think this is the second crisis. This is the big crisis I've I've had in sobriety. Is is this this sudden what feels like a, a back step in my sobriety? Right. Like I'm suddenly angry and irrational yeah, yeah. and catastrophizing in a way that I did when I was drinking or in early sobriety. And it's been triggered by what's going on with the family. And then on top of that, I feel the shame mm. and the guilt of being a less than but less you, than father, which is how I felt. Like that shame and guilt is something I felt around drinking. But the toolkit of dealing with the whole getting sober, mm. the toolkit you got from that is that so you're saying that that might that's passing on to the toolkit totally. to now, which is yeah. like reaching out, discussing, yeah, having a think about, and it. and it's my problem. Yeah, uh, lots of things to talk about in uh, future episodes. Yeah, but I can't wait, and I know everyone's waiting <laughs> to listen to yeah. Sean, yeah, yeah, Wheelan, legendary DJ Hot Wheels from the Workers Club. Oh, is he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a legendary okay. DJ. I mean, I know he's a DJ. I didn't know he was yeah. a DJ. Hot, hot Wedding wheels. celebrant, marry me, Sean, and poet, yeah. and runs uh, hosts more than a wheel and podcast. Is he not DJ? I was broke and I did it for the money. I was young and I did it for the money. <laughs> he's had a few is DJ that, names. Maybe on. that's M- EZB. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, uh, without um, carrying on too much longer, here is our conversation with Sean Whelan. Um. This is Derek Myers and Dan Lee, and we've got Sean M. Whelan in the uh, podcasting pod today. Hi there. Hey, Sean. How's it going? Sean. <laughs> good, good. Super duper. Excellent. You know, even guinea pigs have dads and are dads. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of guinea pigs, Sean has agreed to come in and be our first 
ever guessed on Hang On To Your Hat. I, yeah. I love that intro. What a legend. It makes me feel special. Oh, the guinea pig thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you the dad of a guinea so pig? I'm breaking new ground Was somewhere. <laughs> are, were you, are you the son of a guinea pig? Uh, no, my father was not a guinea pig as far as I know, although he was in the army and they used to do all sorts of weird shit in the army, so who knows? True. Mm. Who knows? It could have been experimented on. Yeah. Are we, are we explain a lot of things. Yeah. Are you in the generation where dads that were in the army were in, you know, Vietnam and stuff like that? Is that the kind I of I am, yes. Right. Yes, my okay. dad did go to Vietnam. So Nam. Our, our tradition did he refer our, to it as Nam? He didn't really refer to it at all. Yeah, right. He didn't. Uh, it, it's funny. There was a bit of a dichotomy actually because he was very proud of being in the army. So he had all this army stuff all over the house, like photos and medals and all that kind of stuff and paraphernalia. Mm. But he never really spoke about it. He never really spoke about his experiences in in Vietnam, not even – to my mother, I was very surprised to hear later yeah. in life. Yeah. yeah. That's a very – well, the Second World War, that was certainly the case, mm. that, that fathers came home and, and just didn't talk about it at all. And First World War. And, and probably well, yeah. all wars. Yeah, yeah. All the wars, yes. So that's, that's uh, sort of – and that hands down. See, I wonder how much the kind of – the absent father idea or fathers that aren't very connected emotionally – has been influenced by all of that ser- that generational wartime stuff too. It's got to have had some impact on it. Not to yeah. blame that entirely. No, mm. no. He was definitely um, he was definitely a classic uh, Aussie bloke of his time in that he wasn't a great communicator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny because I, 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 I remember my father very fondly. He died in 90, around 97, I think. Mm. Um, I'm very, very fondly. I remember my father. I, I, I've never been so traumatised as I was when I learned of his death. But mm. I don't remember him ever telling me anything of significance. Yeah, right. I never. I don't remember him giving me any life lessons. Yeah. Uh, he. I. I only remember him telling me he loved me once, and that was the last time I saw him. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty heavy. He. He had definitely softened up a bit in his. Well, I say older age. God, he was only in his early sixties when he died. He died suddenly of a heart attack while playing tennis. Mm-hmm. I remember um, that. Yeah. So there was, there was, there was no one saw it coming. That's for sure. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I remember. Um, he he did get a bit softer as as he got older, uh, and he he especially around his grandkids. Then I saw right a completely different side to him. I, it was almost like he was trying to be the father. Maybe he thought he should have been. And I'm not saying he was a Bad father, not at all, but he was a completely different model mm. to my all my friends who are fathers now. Mm. Completely different. But that's where that experience could come into it, like life experiences and what's mm. expected and the whole kind of what what's expected of you as a father. Bring some money. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, be an authority or something like that is mm. quite common. My father only, he, he started getting sort of huggy and cuddly in his mid-70s. He's still going, 83. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. And, and it's like, oh, right, okay. It doesn't bother me. I've been cuddling and hugging yeah. dudes, you know, forever. It's not a problem. Yeah. So it was like, oh, good, welcome to the modern world, pal. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. I think if my dad was still alive today, he, he would be that guy too. Definitely. Yeah. But was that like influenced it. by the grandkids? Do you think were their grandkids at that stage or did he start to become more affectionate pre grandkids? Oh, long after. Like he's, he's been a grandfather for 20, 23 years now. Yeah, like so, because grandchildren I discovered and my brother discovered because he had kids before me, like grandkids are like fucking crack to – Grandparents, they they just they love it, you know. Generally, and and the, my old man will show up on the doorstep. Where are they? Bring bring something out. I want to see the grandkids. <laughs> bring them out. You know, you, you've got to. <laughs> they're like they're full on, and you all get bumped up a rung on the family ladder. And I wonder if that how much that softens. And as you say, they can look back, or they yeah. they, they they have that period to reflect on how they were as. A father, and not necessarily make it better because they might not have been bad. But oh no, you also you've got the stress removal being a grandfather. Yes, you can hand you're them. You're not back. going. How do I keep these bastards alive? Yeah, you hand them back, and I guess they're observing their own kids being fathers as well, which right. must be an interesting experience. That's right. Yeah, and they get to have a bit of a a smarmy grin from time to time when, <laughs> yeah. when they see you going. Why? Sleep, <laughs> and they just sit there smiling, just holding their tongue. But they're... then you, you, but you can sit on a, you can sit there on your, like say on what now when you were talking about what you learned from being brought up and what you're gonna do right, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, can, you can hurt people's feelings yeah. most definitely because mm. you can't change how you brought your kids up. No, it's mm. too late. You yeah, get cuddly and stuff, but <laughs> but you know, and, and we kind of, you know, we quite often block out. That that thing you said before, Sean, about the didn't you know he's your dad and it tears you up when when he passes away suddenly and and you love him and all that and then you, but then you when you think seriously about it you go oh, I didn't tell me anything any life lessons or do any stuff mm. that the TV tells you that fathers are meant to do mm. but there's something that drives it because that's what you are when you're a father no matter what no matter how it goes. That's your job, and you you're connected by this yeah. string thing, and the, and it's sort of deeper than oh, absolutely. The and look, there, there's no resentment built around that. It actually took me quite some time to even realise it. It was it was it was quite a profound moment actually when I just sort of just realised that I I the only the only lessons he would give me were almost coded life lessons through football. Yeah, because uh, yeah. because yeah. he was a um, he was like a, a, our coach when we were younger and then he was always involved in the football clubs that I was involved in. And he would he would say to me, you know, when you fall over, you've got to get back up straight again, straight away mm. uh, in football. But obviously, you know, maybe a bit of a lesson for life as well. Lucky you didn't play soccer. <laughs> Lie down yeah, and cry yeah. for ages. <laughs> Throw <get> yourself <laughs> But I had a very profound experience when when he died because I was living in Mexico at the time. And this is going to sound a little bit hippy-dippy, but uh, I had a dream – I had a nightmare um, that he – I was at his funeral and it was a 
very, very intense nightmare like I'd never experienced before. And my partner at the time, actually, because I must have been thrashing around or something, she woke me up and she said, oh, what's the matter? I said, oh, I just dreamt I was at my dad's funeral. She said, it's okay, it's just a nightmare. Go, go back to sleep. And then it was like an hour or two later, I got the worst phone call in my life Fuckin all hell. the way from Australia saying that Jeez. he died suddenly of a heart attack. And I, oh, this, this is so weird to me now, but I do remember saying it. I, I went so deep into shock about it that uh, I kept saying to my brother who'd called, no, he's, he's just sick. Like yeah. I, I, that's how much I did not want to hear this information. It was such an absurd and weird thing to say. I'm saying, no, no, he's not dead. He's just sick. Like, that's – the brain does weird things to try and – Well, if it's happened hot on, the heel, yeah. and hot on the heels of the dream, yeah. and you know the dream was a kind of weird fantasy situation. Yeah. So maybe it's part of that. A couple of hours later, it's like, well, that can't yeah. be work. That's true. Yeah. And then the next – and then it's just really fucked up for a while uh, and the next time I managed to go to sleep I think I was on some sleepers or something I had another dream about him and he um, he, he looked like he'd just come out of a shower like he was all kind of kind of slightly wet and looking really clean he had a towel around his waist but he had this most beautiful look on his face just like utter serenity and it's almost like this communication of um, you know don't worry about a thing all my problems are gone now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that amazing? Pretty, pretty profound, yeah. And I found out that while we were away, he had mapped this chart of all the places we were going to and uh, he, he seemed to be really proud that I was doing this big trip to Mexico right, with right. my partner. He was a very – I think he always wanted to be an artist because um, we had this bungalow at the back and he would actually do these self portraits and paintings and stuff and really yeah because I, I mean he had five kids five i've got four brothers you know that's yeah. it's gonna fuck anybody up yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty i heavy. mean how do you have time I mean, it's, it's a big him. sacrifice you know my parents must have made made and you know yeah, yeah. and that's the, that's another thing i was thinking the other day this the sacrifice sometimes i go and I say it out loud to the children in the car <laughs> at volume. <laughs> Your mother and I, this is all for you, <laughs> Damien. <laughs> no, this is all for you. Bad omen three quote. Mm. Um, but, you know, this this is a, a sacrifice. And I go, well, but is it? Or is this just what well, I, I want? I, is I mean, what I, I want? To say it. You know, that there's joy in it. It's not with, – with hindsight you go – an hour we just worked our guts out and we came home and you whinged and we fed mm. you and clothed mm. you. Proce My mate calls it processing. He goes, yeah, I've just got to process the children. It's like, no, 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 it's not processing. It's living with and You've got to raise. develop the children. Well, I mean, it, they would be perfectly legitimate in responding to your outburst with, I didn't ask to be born. Yeah, well, that's because coming. Really, they haven't got that. You're not the boss of me. Come. But really, they didn't. They didn't. I mean, it's not. It's got nothing to do with. Uh, I mean, you sacrifice all this stuff for them, but really, well, they fucking did it, and it's not your. But yes, they, they did it. They well, were they, born. No, no, no. I mean, the pe your parents, your <laughs> oh, father right, and okay, mother. Right. They. It was their fault. They right. did it. Uh, so well, Buddhists say that you choose your parents. So 
That's a good comeback for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. I am going to put that in my repertoire. You look of- down and you go, this guy's getting far too much sleep. He needs five boys. <laughs> like, I can't comprehend five boys. That's insane. Are you all, you're fairly spread out, though, right? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like five boys under five. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Are they all communicators? Can I? Uh, uh, no, I guess that's another that that's another weird thing about Dad's presence too. In that he didn't he didn't have a lot to say, uh, and when he said things, sometimes he could be pretty firm about it. Mm. And yet, when he died, our he he was definitely the glue that held the family together because we we fell apart a bit after that. Mm. Um, not not in any big dramatical sense, but in the we just most most of them don't talk to each other. I'm the only one who talks to all my brothers, but yeah, for reasons I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so there's no. Big major conflicts, but we just kind of drifted away. Yeah. Uh, and you live in different parts of the world too, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe with fatherhood you remember things. See, I remember with my old man things we did mm. together. And I really recognise now all the stuff he did with us. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't remember real life lessons. He never, We never sort of talked about um, sex or the 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 teenage stuff, the birds and the bees yeah, stuff, et cetera. Nah. But then my mother took care of all that and was quite into all that, really. Like my brother found the Playboy magazines in the shed or something, so she sat us down with them oh. to have a look at them. And so she could explain it to us and say, there's nothing wrong with nudity. And I'm like, I must have been 13 or something. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. No, no. Yeah. And my brother's thumbing through Playboy. <laughs> okay, what about this? What's this vagina doing? You know? I think it's horrible. But oh I don't remember God, Dad yeah. doing any of that stuff. But I remember Dad doing, you know, going and building a raft on the dam or or, or build, we'd make a pond together to put fish in because we were in the country, of course. But we just did practically – or he'd take us camping or he'd take us somewhere. And sometimes there was a bit of trauma related to that because there was a bit of – I think I've, I, I'm finding I have this anger with my, the kids now when, when it, it gets too much for me. And you do remember your dad getting, oh yeah, you know, going, oh, bloody, you know, yeah, chasing you around the house or something. I don't oh, remember him I'll hitting. I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember him oh. hitting us or anything, but I remember him getting ferocious. I remember. And now I go, God, I, I get that. Sorry. I, I once dared my brother Barney to put some electrical wire in the incinerator at the back. <laughs> Blue make, flame, blue flame, and uh, he did it. And um, he should have taken it off the TV first. <laughs> and then Dad came out the back, and there's black smoke billowing out of the incinerator. <laughs> and then he's chasing Barney around the clothesline. He's trying to kick him up the ass, but Barney's <laughs> just, just staying out of reach. Just kept running around the clothesline. <laughs> but to Barney's credit, he did not. He did not give me up the, on being the the instigator of it. See, it's uh, the older brother's thing to instigate the younger brother's yeah. bad behaviour. Yeah. Like they're, your, they're your experiment and your... Yeah, I want... And this, I'm, I'm really ashamed of this. 
I think he was, he was a wicked, Let's have it. wicked <laughs> witch of the West or something. We're playing some fucking Wizard of Oz game. And uh, so he climbed up a ladder on the side of my nan's house. I was shaking the ladder and he just fucking fell off it. Yeah. Hits the concrete, head cracks on the concrete and he's like bleeding straight away. And I remember running to him. And holding to him, and the first thing I said was, "Please don't tell mum, dad. Please don't tell mum, dad. Please don't tell mum." <laughs> no, are you all right? Are you all right? And he didn't actually. Wow, there yeah, you go. And I only just confessed to mum a few years ago that I did that. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I love, the, I yeah, love, that's the I love kind those of... confessions. It's so satisfying. Going, hey, mum, remember? <laughs> remember when you went away that first time? Simon chucked all over the sleeping bag, and we had to run and get it. We were so scared. It was yeah. so 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 yeah. much fun confessing, and they go, oh, pretend to be shocked. My and half the time they go, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's true too. They yeah. often know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they but they or they don't want to hear about it. I used to do all those comedy festival shows and talk about all the awful shit I got up to and mum would be sitting in the audience. <laughs> sort of not, she, there's one face that wasn't laughing and it's my, my, my little old mum sitting there looking, sort of shrinking more every time. But, yeah, um, uh, so often it's reprimanding, isn't it, like, like, like those images mm. of fatherhood, but they become kind of comical too, don't they? Like I remember my old dad, my old dad, my Oh man, losing it at certain things, and there was mm. equivalence to that chasing, trying to kick up the ass thing. Yeah, I do remember the back, the back of the hand coming towards us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the hall or something, or, or driving along, and he'd say, "If you two don't stop fighting in the back, I'm going to pull over and put you out or whatever." Yeah, classic. And he'd he'd be driving along, but what he used to do is he'd just put on the brakes very suddenly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd be in the back and he'd just put on the brakes and wouldn't say anything and you'd just get to look at the back of his neck for a while oh. and he wouldn't turn around. Yeah. Then he'd gradually start driving again and he'd be like, oh. <laughs> and you stupid children believe that was close. <laughs> yeah. He was probably smiling. It's funny how they, they – the sort of – and obviously all these goofy stories and you, you remember back to your – your old man, and you realise you re you replay the stories, like the time that my mum found half a bottle of black would have been better if it was full half a bottle of Black Douglas in my undie drawer, mm. and my first response was, "What the what were you doing in my undie drawer when I, when I was fifteen or something?" Right, <laughs> Dad, what were you doing in my undie drawer? You weirdo! What's wrong with you? Remember when full defence is attack, right? <laughs> and she she goes, "Uh, well, I was putting your clean washing away like I've done." Since you were born, <laughs> going, oh well, stay out of my undie drawer. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, your father wants to talk to you. I'm going, oh. and he drags me off into the other end of the house. He goes, "You knew he was just being forced to tell me off about drinking Glaswegian. Yeah. We're all Glaswegians, right?" So he was like, "Oh, he didn't feel right." He, you're a naughty boy. Yeah, he says, <laughs> "Son, you're probably a little too young to start drinking heavy." Liquor. <laughs> Heavy liquor. That was the end of it. <laughs> that was, I'm going, is that it? He goes, hi. And, it, and he's pulled the bottle out of my undie drawer and put it in the liquor cupboard. The <laughs> liquor cupboard <laughs> where it sat until I needed it next. Your loss is his gain. Yeah. It was pretty funny, but it was just that sad, you know, that, like that lack of information. 
mm. that that he that he had about you know how you, I suppose his role you know I, I'm forced to tell him off you know yeah. not angry it's just it's just my role yeah. whereas I reckon now the roles are a bit more spread around. Yeah, you know, it's it, there's, oh, there's more wait till your mother gets home in our house than wait till your father gets home. Well, yeah. and 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 fatherhood is totally different now. You, you're expected to be there for a start, and you're expected to participate a bit more. I mean, that you weren't really prior to the seventies. No, fathers could just make money. Yeah, and and Absolutely. whatever, and administer the discipline and stuff yeah. like that. And there's probably exceptions to that. But even more now than our 70s hippie generation parents, we really have to, like like last week Derek and I were just talking about the fear associated with with bringing up a kid like and, and, and not knowing whether what you're doing to them is going to damage mm, them in some way. Yeah. But so maybe we can talk about your fatherhood. Yes. Because your, your, your situation's uh, less common. Yes. So um, I can talk about this in a discreet way, uh, in, yeah. a, in an interest of privacy. Uh, no names yeah. will be mentioned. But, yes, I am a sperm donor to two friends of mine mm. um, and uh, they have a wonderful child with another one on the way, which is crazy. Is that all? Is How far? Uh, yeah, I think... I think it's out. Obviously, it's, it's due, yeah. News that is out. The news of it, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so you'll be a double dad. Yeah, and all I did is jerk off in a cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, some of us here at the table <laughs> might think, "God, you had it easy." Would that, <laughs> would, would that mean I'd have like hundreds of kids by now? <laughs> Surely, there's more to it. <laughs> Well, so, this is for so your it's two women friends of yours, a couple, yes, who yes. who have got who are having a baby again, and yes, they, and your son is yes, yeah. So, how does that? Well, well, let of, me let me wind it back. Yeah, yeah, go on. So somehow, so this had never ever been on my radar before. I've been happily Peter Panning my way through life for <laughs> quite some time now. Uh, you know, Peter Pan. Or You're forty he, something now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll say that. Forty yeah. something, mid forties. Yeah, well, yeah. Very kind. Kind <laughs> um, We're all yeah, Peter Pan. Just a never bit. been on my radar. Um, yeah. Oh, I am quite fertile. Turns out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which has had unfortunate consequences in the past. But um, mm-hmm. but then you know those those. That nothing happened of that. Uh, so I, I, I somehow came to my attention that they were that they'd had an arrangement with another guy, and he just ended up um, adding more and more conditions to it until they felt uncomfortable with it, and the whole arrangement right. fell apart. And it was at that moment I suddenly thought, I could do that. I don't mind doing that. Mm. Uh, so we had a meeting, and uh, we all. We are, uh, you know, they they were very efficient about it. Drew up a contract and stuff, and then I had to go get all these tests. Had to get my boys checked out. Had to make them do laps and do all these exercises. All <laughs> when you say shit. boys, you mean sperm? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can literally jump through hoops, can't they? They can. It's amazing. Flaming They're like hoops. those little uh, performing uh, circus ants or something. They've got abs. Yeah. These ones. Um, yeah. 
And anyway, remarkably, they all checked out well. <laughs> Remarkable for my lifestyle. It's insane. Mm. And uh, so, but it never stopped being weird. I would literally go over to their house and go off into the room mm. and uh, jerk off into a cup. <laughs> and then I would go to their room and knock on the door. <laughs> oh, I imagine it to I would, be all scientific. And then, oh, no. Oh, wow. Uh, then I'd, I'd just sort of say, good luck, and just leave the cup wrapped up in a tea towel by their door. How do you present a, a cup of warm se- semen? Do you, do you try to make it a bit more? Do you put a little bow on it or like well, that, that, a tray or something? I feel like maybe that's why they did go into the – room the doors closed just to avoid that awkwardness of me actually handing it to them because <laughs> <laughs> I never had to do that were you ever tempted to because they were in the room the door closed ever tempted to sort of present it with a bit of biscotti next to it or something <laughs> like that <laughs> no but I will next time yeah what but is that is that what you ended up um because because that's not a, a common way to do it is, well, there's well, multiple I'd, ways of doing it. Right? I have no idea. I we, just I we don't know the technical complete. Uh, no, but some people do IVF and right. Well, it did go to IVF in the end, right? Because uh, that we we tried that for quite some time, and I actually even said to him at one stage, I said, "Look, if you want to trade me in for a younger model, I completely understand." Um, a fr- good friend of mine is that's her job. That's what she does. She advises. She's like a fertility specialist. She advises uh, people yeah, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. And when when she found out I was doing this, she said, look, if if they were my clients, I'd say, not that guy. You're <laughs> old, you drink, you smoke, you take drugs, like all this shit. That are like, reasons why they should not choose you. And But you're a nice bloke. Look at me now. But yeah. it's not a blood transfusion. I mean, it's not you, – it's – that guy is the – you back back to the the sperm that makes it. He's the, you know, he's the USB chip with all of your genetic information. He's not. He if he makes it through and fertilizes an egg, surely he he is carrying the information, but he's not carrying the history of your lifestyle. Oh or- yeah, no, and that that wasn't her inference. It's just that those things uh, make it. They, they can make it harder to be. Oh, okay, so once yes. it can make yeah, yeah. the yeah. quality of so it's the not world. a bad choice because of no child. No, no she yeah. just w- would say that that would make it harder to achieve, and therefore pregnancy. take longer yeah. and more expensive yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, yeah, I said, look, if you want to trade me in for a younger guy, I completely understand. But uh, no, they they wanted me on the team, and look, it is, and and people warned me against it too. They said that I would want to be more of a father than than I can be. Right. Um, you know, once once the child is born, but I I have not found that. I think we have the most astoundingly perfect arrangement. Mm. Uh, in that I have complete faith in them as parents. Mm. Um, they're, they're they're amazing at what they do. Uh, and that that was the thing that really used to shit me about. Uh, you know, this argument against same sex um, uh, parents. You know, not being able to be. Good parents, mm. they are they are the best parents because they don't have kids by accident. That's right. They've they, had to work very. They, hard. they have to work very very hard to do that. There are no mm. accidents, mm. and I, I love them to death. We and and they want me to be a part of um, his life. Mm. Uh, 
they want me to be like an uncle life figure, basically. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know, you've you've had huge discussions beforehand. You've got an actual contract. You've got a good relationship ongoing thing. Now a lot of straight couples who have kids the good old fashioned way. Yeah. They get drunk and meet each other in a bar yeah. and, and they get pregnant and then they just have kids and they get married and they go I mean that's yeah. reality for a lot of people. So, yeah, I'm with you. The, the, the amount of work and consideration and thought that goes into having a kid with, with an, um, a non-sort of um, hetero sort of conventional um, yeah. setup is should, should make things better. You've, you've mm. thought of all that stuff and I, you're basing it on friendship rather than on, you know, all these things of sexual stuff, you know. It's not like you have to get to a point where you don't want to. You yeah. want to sleep with the the woman up the road, and you start cheating on them, yeah, or whatever. You know, yeah. it's not. There's none of that there. So the guy that's provided the 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 sperm is not caught up in the love, or yes. you know, the actual sexual relationship intimacy stuff. There's all sorts of upsides to it. Oh and yeah, then, I, I feel almost guilty about it actually. With you know, with my friends who are parents and and going go through so much tough times sometimes. Yeah. I'm getting the best of all worlds, really, especially because I can have, I, I can be involved in his life. Right. That I think that, yeah, I don't think I could do it otherwise. I think that would be weird. I'd never thought mm. about that before, actually. But yeah, knowing that there's uh, someone out there that I could never see, that would be weird. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Is there limitations on what your, like, did you all have to come to some kind of, um, just a- agreement about what the limitations of your influence are or what, what it means to be a father. was. It's interesting the idea of what mm, the yeah. father, how that might be contracted into a thing. Yeah. Now, look, basically I have no responsibilities, but I have no rights either. Uh, mm. So I'm not on a birth certificate or anything like that. Right. But they, they're going to be completely transparent with both of them. Um mm about my role. Yeah. Uh, that That's going to be the really interesting part, I guess, is when he grows older, uh, that how our relationship... Because uh, mm. when I go around there, I don't sit in that often because they're a couple of hours outside of Melbourne, but I'm, they're, they're very welcoming me of coming to see him almost any time, really. Mm. I do, I feel he, his eyes light up. How old is he? He's almost two now. Yeah. 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 And there is this, it it feels it's like recognition, even though he can't know or can't understand, it feels like he knows. Yeah. He knows. Isn't that amazing? That there's some sort of bond, I think. It feels like that anyway. But as and you they say, say the same thing as well. Yeah, and, and there's all sorts of family members that that could happen with too. I mean, if you were his uncle, say, mm. his actual uncle, mm. that's you, you're still connected. Like, yeah, yeah, connected yeah. And, and he, he could be having that response. And Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I've got a question for you, everyone. Mm. When you when – you, if you don't – if you don't have children, right, so let's say you met a partner – you hadn't done this whole thing, so let's say you're somebody else. You, 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 you meet a partner, a life partner, and they don't want to have kids or can't or whatever. And then you, then then everyone's fifty five, and it's like, well, we're not going to have kids, sort of thing. 
you get this pressure built. There's a pressure build up, especially with women, of course, like biological clocks ticking and all that kind of thing. To to perhaps oh this is it what what am I going to feel like if I choose not to? Do you find doing this experiment? I know it just came from a friendship and an idea mm. and all that. It wasn't you going right. I've got to get some I've got to get some baby batter out there, you know, mm. <laughs> just it just in case. But do you feel it just takes away? You can you can continue your lifestyle. As oh, you absolutely. Love without that I, little bit of I, pressure um, in there, because before that happened, I would think about that a lot. I would think about, um, yeah, the prospect of, of being a father. And I, ne- I never wanted to be, but in the back of my mind, whenever I would think about it, I would always think, I don't want to have kids now, but I will regret it one day if I don't. I knew I yeah. knew that. It's yeah. a fear. and yeah. it was, I was getting that fear when I when – how old was I when I started breeding? 40? 42 or something yeah. like that. I started getting that. Yeah. So they're going, oh, you know, fuck, if if Fiona and I split up now for whatever reason, then what are the chances of having a – building a relationship to a level that I'm going to have a baby and rah, rah, rah. It was on my mind what you've done. It was was actually on my mind going, I I, kind of secretly hope someone comes to my door one day and introduces me to a – a fourteen-year-old boy, you know, like I was getting to the point where I went, yeah. I, you know, not panicky, but it was, it was there. It wouldn't have bothered me. You, Someone said, "Guess what?" Yeah, and 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 the, it makes you realise just how much the conventional, old-fashioned way of doing it is so fraught with problems and danger. Because, particularly for women, I know lots of women who who are getting close to forty, and they haven't got a partner that a reliable kind of partner, and they want to have kids. And so you're under this pressure to then just kind of make it happen. Like, do you ask someone on the first date if they're mm. willing to have kids? And then have you got time to – sometimes people stay with someone because the time it would take to get a new person, to find a new person, get a relationship to the point at which they can trust them as a father is just longer than they've got but remaining in their fertile years. So you make these – Mm. Choices people just go out and get laid, or um, and and fathers also. There's all sorts of problems with it. You you're stepping into this. You, you're forced to make a really quick decision, yeah. which is the antithesis to what you guys yeah. have done. You you and your um, friends have done. You just have to go fuck it, get drunk, <laughs> and and man, that's a and and that's perfectly legitimate to some people. And the parallels between conventional parenting, I would say. I definitely don't lie in the conventional side, but certainly a lot more than than your way. But the the parallels are there's so many. The more I think about it, yeah, like you're still you're still living in the unexpected. Your life timeline is now yeah. completely yeah. ruled by another sub timeline and then another one, and you don't you know it's coming. And, yeah, and, oh, but, you absolutely. Know, I'm a little bit jealous of the, your situation yes, you're, sometimes. <laughs> you're, 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 in a way, you've served your biological purpose now. That's kind of it. Like if you want to reduce the meaning of life to just 
The biological. I didn't purpose. even have to do anything for the second one. They, <laughs> right. I, my boys were on ice somewhere. I think they just whacked them in the microwave and boom, another kid popped out. <laughs> so even even when even when you're on ice, <laughs> you can close. still have babies. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I mean, you are now locked into this sort of time thing. Now everything that happens in your life, you can measure it against. I mean, it's like I go when I'm 75, Sammy will be this, or or, or when Sammy's. Reaching this milestone, I'll mm. be in this, and I wonder where I'll be like that. And having that other timeline, as you say, Derek, that's kind of now um, connected to yours, whether you like it or not. I mean, even whether oh, you absolutely. saw them or not. I mean that, yeah, because you know they've they've always stressed that I can be as involved as you know. I don't have to be involved at all if I want to be, but mm. and I and I don't on paper, but definitely I I have signed on. Um, for a moral involvement now that's never going to leave me, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and I, I'm I'm fine with that. But it's it's definitely, uh, I feel I feel like it's even bigger than I even know yet. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it is for all of us. Yeah, but I'm a bit pissed off at, at your the ability you have to not <laughs> have to, because this is where we get into. <laughs> The, uh, you, you mean presumably you don't have to get up in the night to the vomiting no. at this stage. Though no. when when your son Never. is 18 or 16 or 17 and he starts getting drunk and there'll be there'll be years where you may actually literally have him showing up on your doorstep. This is true. Saying, I fucking hate them. They're <laughs> ruining my true. life. That's all, that'll be when the... Crows come back home to rest or something. What is that saying? I don't know. I'll be paying paying my debts then. I, I think. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. For all those nappies, I didn't change. Didn't change. Uh, yeah, he'll there'll be all this vomit on my carpet. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be teenage vomit. Teenage vomit. Baby vomit. <laughs> I'm being getting drunk. Yeah. The baby like started. This is why I didn't have any notes today because the the usually I get up at about five and I've got a couple of hours before. The, the the madness starts, and the, of course the baby start woke up in the night last night vomiting for no apparent reason. So then we're up, and so yeah. no one's. So then I slept in and blah blah blah. So I was doing all that, and I was thinking Sean's probably yeah. still in bed, the bastard. Yeah, no no experience of that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it, it will be interesting when he's when he's old enough to make his own choices too, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll seek a male role model in some sense. I don't know. And it's kind of good to have a male role model that's slightly removed because there's the the old Steve Bidulph thing about um, when boys – well, it's probably the same for girls, but when, when, when boys are about – it's something like 12 to 18, the teenage years, they – it may be time then to connect them with other men – in the family rather than the father, mm. like the yes. one that's there administering the discipline and all that yeah. sort of stuff. So having that uncle or that yeah. person that the, that you as a parent trust that that who can go and say, "Now listen, your parents are shitting you," you know. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it. You know, good because otherwise, if boys don't have that role model that they trust and can go to, they'll just pick some knucklehead at school to yeah. go and steal cars with. You know, as and a slightly older oh. authority figure, like having adult men in the family or close 
thing who who can influence those kids when the the parents at home can't reach them. Yeah, is really important. So you really might. <laughs> sorry. Well, that's where you know. <laughs> sorry, that, that's where you know these women are are um are got it together, and you know you can be pretty relaxed if they've if they've gone. Yeah, we want. Yeah, you can be involved as you like, sort of thing. Within reason, it's good for because them it too, because it'd surely. be. You know, rather than being militant and going men are shit, you know, like it'd be, it it wouldn't be good to mm. not take advantage of having a male role model, right? Because sooner or later they got sooner or later, I guess they'll they'll reveal reveal your true identity. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> I'll pop out well, of a cake. Well, or something. Is that is that planned or no, is, is that say who you actually? Yeah, yeah, no, that is the plan to be completely transparent yeah. at some point. Yes, yeah, once yeah. they're old enough to understand. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you know there are other risks involved. They um, they could become really shitty parents, and there'd be nothing I could do about it. They could become Scientologists. They could join the Liberal Party. Oh, oh. <laughs> who knows? Uh, it's very well, very true. unlikely these things will happen. Well, but but. Yeah. Well, you know, and and people who doubt the the non conventional uh, parenting uh, family structure might say, "Oh, but you're you're." You're in this situation where they could change, they could become these yeah. different people, and you can't do anything about it. But then, isn't it the same with any bloody relationship? The well, person? that's right. I mean, I marry exactly my wife, right. and I don't do all of this yeah. research that you guys have done, and we could still that's right turn into crazies. I mean, you know, they could break up, all these things could happen, but all those things could happen in any relationship, yeah, in a conventional straight yeah. relationship, exactly. And and I know people like you know. Very close to us, who've got this problem now, where they've got to then, if when they if and when they split up, they've got to drop their children off at the the mother or father that they mm. no longer trust. Mm. Uh, so that that can happen anywhere, yeah. anytime. Yeah, exactly. The great thing about conversation, you know, if you're still talking to each other, you've got a chance. Yeah. Is there official mm. like? It sounds yeah. to me like if it was just a an agreement, everyone was good friends and you did the cup thing and that worked. It sounds to me like the the without any contract or anything, just kind of agreements, it would be fraught with danger of you of, of some biological thing triggering in you going. That's why they have no, to have the contract. Yeah, fuck, right? So there is a, a thing you write up? Yeah, that's right. Right. That's okay. right. Um, but I'm not really sure how legally binding that is, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you think that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's something you'd really want to. I could see it really unraveling quite badly if if these three people did not have the right chemistry. Yeah, yeah. and I think that that's why they are very wise to back out of their previous agreement with. I, I don't know who it was, but um, but if they felt that that person was because they were demanding a certain amount of visits and all this kind of stuff. And I, I can't remember the exact things, but they were just making them uncomfortable. You, you, you definitely want it to be, yeah, with somebody that you have a, a good chemistry with. Because their alternative would be, the general alternative, let's say you <clears throat> a, a couple moved here from Canada or something like that and they didn't have a network of friends or anything like that, but they wanted to have a... A, a donor baby, then you go to the bank, don't you? You go, you go yeah. and get a – you choose kind of your – Is that is how that, it works? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, a, I thought you might know. Yeah, there's a, well, well, the IVF uh, thing they have just – if you want to have an anonymous donor, they've got a list of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, actually. And they tell you 
this guy's a physicist or whatever. I um yeah, it's funny you should say that because after the success of of of, of the first child, <laughs> I um because I'd had some relationships with uh with with the IVF, uh, I thought oh. I'm going to go in and, and, and donate and just put some in the bank as well. And um, and they said, oh, no, sorry, we can't accept you. You're too old. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you. You don't know my fucking track record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the photo of the kids. Look at these. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, I was what? outraged. Oh, I can't imagine. Were, were you genuinely a bit kind of? I was a bit miffed, yeah. Mm. yeah it'd be like uh, not getting a text from Clive Palmer. <laughs> Absolutely gutted, I was. <laughs> I just felt there was rejected. nothing like that. Actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry. You'll about notice that, that with Derek's um, <laughs> Derek's examples and metaphors often getting you, told you, you to... don't belong. What happens when you you know when you when you right. get to thirty five and you realise you're no longer qualified to go on a shit club med fucking holiday? <laughs> it's like, I'm not even I'm not even allowed to go on this shit holiday that I've you know fought against. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, system. And then suddenly you want to do it because you're not allowed to. Yeah. So you so you're, you're still allowed to do it if you're chosen. Yes. Yeah. So they don't I am say the you're, chosen you're, one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the, uh, they yeah. must just have blanket rules where they just go. These people, we're not over a certain age. We're just not yeah. having you, regardless of your track record, even if it's yeah. a stellar. Because <laughs> they could do. Because then they have to do the whole putting them through flaming hoops thing again. Yeah, I guess so. Because they have to check it out. It's just a yeah. headache, I suppose. Family history? Do they so ask you know, the whole history of your family? I guess the, the uh, women would have asked that in the first place. Yeah, I can't really remember what they asked me. Yeah. To be honest, there, there were questions. Yeah, there were tests. Mm. Yes, and I passed all of them. This is fantastic, and, so, and what a yeah. great thing if they said we want to go another one with you. Like, how would you have felt if they said we're going again, <laughs> but we're going to try out? Yeah, with twenty-six-year-old <laughs> Fabio down the road. He's this good. one's a bit naughty. We're not, we're not quite happy with his nose, uh, so we're going to go with with these people. No offence. We uh, found this weightlifting physicist down the road. Uh, the the analogue twenty-three modification. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be it's got to be a bit of a good for your ego, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, I was pretty pretty happy when they when they said they were going to. Go for another round. Did you have the choice to say no? Uh, oh yes. So you're yes. not signed up for the actual Absolutely. No. the container. Like, just a, cool. like, a, like a three album deal. <laughs> yeah, mind you, I don't really know where my sperm is now. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a title <laughs> of something. Yeah. I don't know where my that's sperm the, is that's now. That's the show title for this. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me a lot of things. I don't like reading. Well, I like reading, but I don't like. Reading contracts and shit, yeah. and uh, you need an agent. I need a sperm agent. Sperm <laughs> yeah. agent. So, I, well, no, I think maybe they've been destroyed now. I think they said after a certain time they destroyed them. They okay. could be in the Ukraine, but <laughs> yeah, they could be on the Russian black market. Who knows? <laughs> It's amazing. Oh, very look. good. Australian donor. You will like him. He is very whimsical, poetic chap. Good, strong baby. A little old, maybe. Get some good money for that shit. Good money. Has a way with word. Mm. Sorry to all the Russians out so there. So anyway, who knew that so many years of jerking off would pay off so fruitfully? 
Yeah, like right. <laughs> fantastic. You've been working on all these jokes. <laughs> How could I'm you glad not? you have. <laughs> but this is so unfathomable. Like, imagine a fi- the, the, our grandparents' generation looking at the different styles of families now, and the different ways of fathering, and all all of this um, complexity and stuff now means that men can't just simply come home from work to the missus and pay for things. You know, it's all so much more it's involved pretty, now. You know, and I'm not even an active father. It's I find it fucking remarkable, actually, how much that those roles have changed in a relatively short amount of yeah. time, you know, like in like in 50 years. Like it's, it's really radically different now to yeah. be a parent. Yeah. Radically different. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you, you, so how will that change again 50 years from now? Yeah. Who yes. knows? It's going to be – It's the, like – Depends who wins the next election. I genuinely think <laughs> that the conventional um, way that Derek and I have done it uh, is, is going to become the least desirable way to do it, you know, because of all the complications that come with that. Yeah. Of having of a, of a man and a woman and having or I mean it's same I suppose with gay couples that w- where one of them has the ch- oh no well that doesn't work yeah well that can't work anyway but yes straight straight couples read this right? book it's called where did I come from uh, no no but but sometimes the fathers like they'll have one baby each like oh, there's yeah, two guys yeah. up the road from us and the, and I think so the, there's a there's a um, surrogate mother, but they've both contributed. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure. So, in my case of my, that was the plan with my baby mamas to have one each. Right. But one of them saw the other one give birth. And, oh, and then she's like, fuck that. Yeah, that's another, I never <laughs> thought that of that. Fascinating. Because you wouldn't. You Have you been there, Dan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you, you, yeah, I'd, I can't imagine. Wouldn't that, Choosing to do it after being at that. Just the very notion that a mother can see her partner have a baby oh. and decide not to be a, a, yeah, a, a birth pretty, mother. It's crazy, huh? That's amazing. Like, I mean, she's doing basically what men have done for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. They, they've been in the birthing suite and gone, oh. fucking glad I'm not. Or No, I think they've been outside the birthing suite birth listening. Outside, smoking uh, a cigar. Let's go back to that. To I the screaming, yeah. <laughs> But they're fucking gorgeous, and I feel really, really lucky yeah. to be to have this role. I feel it even makes me want to cry. Actually, uh, I'm feeling a bit emotional about it now. Yeah, uh, that I think about it. Uh, I am really, really fortunate, mm. uh, and it's going to be a, who knows? It's going to be a crazy, beautiful future. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a fatherhood thing there that's um, you, you've got more possibility. If you'd been a woman, it would have been harder because you can't just mm. give your ovum to someone yeah. like that. Yes, you, you can at least do this at, at an older age. That's right, and and because you're not carrying the baby. That's et right. Yeah. So we're we're lucky that men get all these further chances. Yeah, that absolutely. Women don't get. Yeah, absolutely. We yeah. will talk to you later on as, you know, your fatherhood journey goes on. And, Great. And talk to you about it because yeah. we do want to do a bit of that because this is all about, you know, um, 
you know, we, we traditionally women get sort of mothers' groups and things like that, yeah. and, and there's less of them. They they, are, they do exist for men. I'm part of one in Elwood, but it's not traditional for men to have the, a, a, a space in which they can just sort of panic together or or you share just make their... spice racks in silence. Is that <laughs> yeah, quite. Well, they usually go to the pub and and tell footy anecdotes. No, I'm being cliched there, but that that we don't, haven't had the same thing. But I hope we can sort of discuss some of the. the no, you're absolutely right. Um, my my friend Russ has has got a bake club now, and he like he gets like eight guys to come over. He said he teaches them how to bake shit. And I said, I was actually, oh, shit. I was actually amazed that he could find eight guys who would do that. Baking, like yeah. as in, like, yeah, like, like baking cakes and shit. Yeah, wow, that's a brave new world. It's, it's amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it is great. And men should be, and because we're required to be more than just. You know, like as fathers, we, we, we've got to be engaged. We're not just providing a bit of cash from time to time. Then, And, t- and we're expected to think about it a bit more. Then we need to, we need yeah. to start organising these. I don't these, have any cash. Situa- no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has been well, fantastic, Sean. Sean yeah. M. Whelan. Um, uh, yeah. Anything that- happening in the world of Whelan? <laughs> uh, no. Nah. Wow. Well, <laughs> exciting times. <laughs> wow. I can- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wish I had it ready. Yeah. Well, all I can say is thanks for being on the show, our first one. And yes, yes, that didn't go too badly. You feel all right? I feel I feel great. Feel yeah. You, you feel safe. You feel like you're in a yeah. safe environment. Uh, thank you for that. having me. I, I enjoyed that. I'd like to yeah. come back and talk some shit another time. Love, yeah. Well, we're very interested to, in to talking. Hear, uh, Although I've, I've reached my limit on fatherhood, though. We we'll have to talk about something no, else. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but no, but you haven't because mate, we're going to talk to you in. You got a long road years. ahead. Oh Jesus! Uh, what Christ. do we say, Dan? All right, let's catch up every year. What do we say, Dan? Going. We say our advice to you is hang, hang on, on to your, your hat. podcast was recorded at Castaway Studios in Collingwood. Here, we provide affordable, accessible, professional podcasting production facilities to the full range of podcasters, all the way from basic studio hire right through to full season production packages. You can get us on castawaycollingwood at gmail.com or just look up Castaway Studios on all the social medias.